You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein. And today I have with me Kylie Burton. Dr. Kylie Burton, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jamie. I'm excited. So excited also. So you guys, you are in store for a great mixture today of inspiration, entrepreneurship, relationship talk. Just a little teaser. Kylie has a wonderful story with her husband. Can't wait to hear about that. Um, But let's hear a little bit about Kylie first and what she's all about. Okay. So Dr. Kylie Burton, DC CFMP is an international bestseller with her book, Why Are My Labs Normal? Can't wait to talk about that. She specializes in functional medicine, helping thousands of individuals with seemingly impossible health struggles find answers, healing, and hope, even if they've been told their blood work is normal. Besides helping patients, she teaches practitioners of all backgrounds how they can level up their patient results using her techniques inside her mastermind. Dr. Kylie hosts the top-rated podcast, Beyond the Diagnosis with Dr. Kylie, and has been featured on five international radio shows. On TV, she has been a guest on Good Morning Utah, on Fox 26 Houston, and The List, which is national TV. So um, you're not accomplished at all. I think that you really need to start doing some more things. <laughs> oh, I'm going to add LA Talk Radio to that now. Now you can add another thing. Now you got another thing. So I want to hear about your work. And like I said to you guys, everybody's watching, there's going to be a great story. Dr. Kylie has a great story about how she met her husband. So we're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about your career and what you do to help people. I love it. It sounds, I'm definitely very intrigued um, about your book and everything. So just tell us. Yeah, so... I love functional medicine. I love the idea of figuring out what causes health problems. I'm just throwing on a supplement or even throwing on our pharmaceutical. It's all the same thing to me, whether it be pharmaceuticals or supplements. Let's find out what the root cause is. And there's a lot of functional blood tests out there. You can spend thousands of dollars on these functional tests. And a lot of people do, and that's fine. But I figured out if I'm working out with, I mean, I'm in Utah. Mm-hmm. And I've got this culture where women have their stay-at-home moms, they have one income, and they have a lot of kids. Usually, typically, their mortgage is too high for their budget, so they can fit all the kids in the house. So I was like, how do I figure out how I can help these moms, but yet make it financially affordable at the same time? So I looked at blood work, and the blood work that we all have, just regular CBCs, metabolic panels, lipid panels, thyroid panels, all the things that we go to our doctors, they draw our blood, and then they spend about two seconds looking over them and say, mm-hmm. okay, everything looks normal. Here you go. I'll see you back in a year. Good luck. You know, mm-hmm. or maybe we need to take an antidepressant or maybe, hey, let's just bump up your thyroid medication just because let's throw a dart at the dartboard and find out what's going on to see if that helps. Right. So I figured out if with lots of training and lots of experience, if we can take that normal lab range, let me get here in the camera, the normal lab range that's big. Okay, so for example, the TSH, which is your standard thyroid marker, the lab range on any given lab test is a little bit different, but multi- usually it's like 0.5 to 5.5. That's a big range. That's like trying to find your favorite restaurant somewhere between California and New York. Love Good it. luck, 
right? Metaphor. Yes. Yeah. So if we take it and we can make it so, okay, what if the TSH is between 1.8 and 3? Now find your favorite restaurant in LA. Find your favorite restaurant in Salt Lake, in Nebraska, in Ohio, in Georgia. We can, we give ourselves a better chance at helping that patient feel better when we look at labs differently. So that's always my thing. And I've figured out a way to simplify it in such a way that it doesn't matter what medical background you have. You don't even need a medical background. You can be the relationship expert in LA and learn how to read your blood work. So you don't have to rely upon doctors anymore. You are only spending five seconds looking over it. And if nothing catches their eye, if there's no H or L off to the side, and even then they Mm -hmm. still brush it under the rug sometimes. So it's figuring out what's going on inside your body that's causing the symptoms using the blood work you already have. And me doing that with my patients caught wind of practitioners. Now practitioners, my colleagues are like, how, how are you doing this? So now I started to teach my colleagues as well. So it's, you never know what thing you're going to start that just blossoms and takes you into an entire new direction. But I love it. It sounds like what you're doing, first of all, is very empowering to your clients because they're thinking now they know that they, they can take things into their own hands. They don't just take an answer from a doctor. You're educating people to say, well, actually I'm, I'm not feeling well. I'm still not feeling well or, or whether it's physically or mentally, emotionally, whatever. And so I love that you're advocating, they're advocating for themselves and you're advocating for them. And you're, you're not just leaving them to feel like they're alone and helpless. You're giving them answers. Giving them answers and not only, like I said, with the blood work that they already have. So you can go to your doctors or you can pull up your patient portal and you can start looking at your labs. And and I'm telling you on, you know, TikTok 15 second video, hey, look at this marker. If it's over this number, there's a reason why you have chronic joint pain. There's a reason why you can have to take a nap in order to survive the evening. There's a reason why you feel anxiety, why you feel depressed. There's reasons for it. And it's right here in the blood work that you already have. You just have to go read it in a different way. And not only that, when you go to your doctor's office, now there's, if you go to my TikTok, Dr. Kylie Burton, there's a a video pinned to the very top that tells you what labs you should ask for. Mm. So now when you go to your doctors, you're like, okay, I want this and this and this and this. And they're like, no, we don't know. Demand it. Okay. These are like, think about your, your blood work as puzzle pieces. The more puzzle pieces you have, the more complete your puzzle. But if you're going and just getting, you know, two markers for your thyroid, a handful of markers in your CBC, no lipid panel, I mean, you're missing huge puzzle pieces. So go grab that list. And the next time you go to the doctors, you can ask them for the right tests. And then, like I said, you might have to be a little bit demanding. Do you do like the whole like metals, heavy metals, causing issues, things like that as well? I do, but I'm more of the labs girl. Because everybody gets told we have to detoxify, right? And that's that's true. But if you've been told and you've spent $50,000 on your health and you've just been detoxing and detoxing and detoxing for three years and you're not getting anywhere, isn't there something else? Yeah. So we get into the something else's and I'll pay it like, for example, you have two markers inside your metabolic panel is what it's called that identify their liver markers. And if I find these markers off, I'm going to say, all right, let's, let's help your detox systems out. Let's give them what they need. Those markers are ALT and AST. 
Now, any given lab range can be different, but I want to see them between, between 10 and 26. So if you're listening, go grab your blood work and check. Do I need, does my liver need help? Does my detox system need help? And if it's over 26, yes. Ideally, if you have around 15, that's great. So simple things like that where I'm not just saying, okay, well, we need to detox. Let's muscle test you. Let's, you know, based off of my experience, no, it's right here in the blood work. Does your liver need help? Do your detox systems need help? Right there. I'm glad that you just brought up the liver and then we can move on from this because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing my relationship viewers being like, okay, can we get on with the relationship stuff? But this stuff is so fascinating to me. The liver, it came up recently because um, someone had liver failure and they were going to be passing away because they were already past the stage of getting a transplant. And I was just asking questions about it because I found it so fascinating. And what the person was saying to me was that really the liver is kind of like an underrated thing that it really, when your liver doesn't work, nothing works. It really is the thing that like everything, it can't. You they can't they say there's like 5,000 things that the liver is doing at one time, like processes. And if that's slowing down in any way, shape or form, like for example, acne. Okay. Teenagers get acne a lot in in their teenage years. Why? Well, one, their hormones are going like crazy and every hormone has to go through your liver. Mm. It has to get broken down and then eliminated. Well, the liver is so busy doing other things that the hormones aren't getting broken down. And now it's having, the body's having to detox or get rid of hormones and get rid of things through the skin. So you get acne. Endometriosis, same thing. Heavy, painful periods. When your body is producing estrogen like it should, because we're women, I mean, even men need it, need it too, but the estrogen goes into your liver, hangs out for a little while, but if it never gets broken down and eliminated because the liver is so busy doing other things, the estrogen levels keep getting higher and higher and higher. Your period keeps getting worse and worse and worse until the point where you're the OBGYN, they they put you on birth control because that's the only thing that they know, or to surgery, hysterectomy. Well, now all the women watching are definitely tuning in more. Yeah. And- so now it's like, wait a second. I could literally have less painful periods by helping out my liver? Yeah. Like I always thought, when I think of hormones, I think of our digestive system, our guts and our brain. I have not thought about that liver. So liver, this is breakthrough. Okay. So cheers to everybody having a healthy liver. Cause maybe that's your next book. Like all about the liver. I don't know know if I know enough about the liver to make a book, but I could, I could call in some, some colleagues to help me out on that one. I'm sure. Um, I'd be happy to write an endorsement for it or something. Like, <laughs> okay. We came up with this idea during the show. I think the liver is fascinating. Okay. So let's hear about your story with you and your husband. How did you guys meet? I have heard that it's a really good story and I'm sure everybody is going to want to hear. And then we're going to talk about how you guys are both entrepreneurs and how you work that into the marriage. So this is good, like relationship stuff that everybody can relate to. Not meaning that you don't even have to be an entrepreneur, but I'm sure that there are going to be nuggets in there about financial. We all have to deal with money within a relationship. Financial stuff. We'll be talking about it. So let's hear about your story. Okay. So we have to flash back to 2013. Okay. Okay. I had graduated undergrad. So I had a bachelor's degree in nutrition at this point. I was working for a chiropractor here in the area. So I'm in Utah, just north of Salt Lake. And uh, he introduced me to this 
whole world of functional medicine and this whole world of chiropractic and this just world I never even knew existed. Well, I then decided that uh, I'm not going to be the assistant anymore. I'm going to go get my dang degree, which was in Portland, Oregon. So Andrew and I were a blind date. Uh, We got connected. His mom knew somebody at my church and they connected us. Wait, hold on uh, a second. Yeah. I like details. Okay. People that are watching now are probably thinking, are there really blind dates anymore? Because you can always Google. Did you Google? Did you Facebook? Did you? I Facebooked him. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's blind, uh-huh. but you, it was a fix up. But these days, like there was, there was a connection where like we got each other's phone numbers and then each other on Facebook. And then we had, you know, a few conversations on Facebook. I'm seeing what his posts are. He's seeing what my posts are. So it's not like we have no idea right. who we are. Which was the old school. Okay. Yeah. Which was- my, my little brother is off the grid. He's single. He's off the grid. So whenever I fix him up, I always tell the girl, like, you can't Google him. Like, I will send a picture. So it's really not blind. But there's really. So some people you really can't stalk. But so that's why I was just wondering. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the first go around, and he will get mad at me if I always leave this out, is I sit him up first. <laughs> I just was like, I don't dare. I've had so many bad experiences and I've watched so many of my friends had bad experiences. I just, I just don't dare. And mind you, I'm old. Am I 23 at the time? 23. He's 27. And in Utah, that's old. I mean, you're old people at that point. How dare I? Yeah. How dare I be chasing a doctorate degree and not be married and have two kids at this point? Okay. That's just my culture that I was in. So yeah. at that point at 23, I'm like, I have to get the heck out of here. So another reason why I wanted to go to Oregon was just to leave. Um, so we ended up meeting together on meeting up and doing like an hour, went to his house for an hour, had dinner kind of thing, talked for a few minutes, and then left over Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we kind of hit it off, had a couple more conversations, another date or two. And then I told him, look, I'm leaving January 1st and I'm not just leaving, you know, an hour down the road. I am moving States away and I don't care, but you're not stopping me. No one's stopping me. So just a heads up, like I'm leaving, I'm moving to Oregon, Portland, where I was going. So I moved, went off, did my thing. And we would stay, you know, we, I get a text here and there. My schooling was 11 weeks. We'd have 11 week quarters and then two week break. So I would come home during my two week break and he would like ghost me. I would see him like one time in our two week break. And then, you know, he was not to be around. And when we did see each other, it was like, all right, I'll see you when I see you. That was just kind of our memo. I'll see you when I see you, whenever that was. Now, now at this point, so the t- it sounds like the tables turned a little. At this point, were you intrigued and you were liking him? You were more. Yeah, yeah we were intrigued and to just see where this would go. Um, he, he had quite a past with, with women and with addictions Mm. and he was overcoming those things. Um, when I walked into the picture, so he was very, very careful about who he got involved with, how much he got involved with them. So he was very blunt at the very front. Like we are not together. You get to date other people. I'm going to date other people. So now I tease him like you dated every girl in the state before you decided on one. Um, so our dating was through January through October of 2014. Mm-hmm. Texting here and there. Like literally, I remember texting him and he, 
nothing. Crickets, you know? June, July hit, and all of a sudden he starts calling me like every night. So we'd. Now we're at 15. 2015. No, 2014 still. So that same, the same year. Oh, this is the. Okay, I thought we're past October. So we're from January to October, but we're in. Yeah, January through October. We're kind of like walking through this scene. Now I'm up in Oregon where. There's a lot of 28 and 29 and 30 year olds in my, in my group of friends. And that's normal to me. Hallelujah. Finally, it was like normal single people. And, uh, there was one instance in January. I don't know why he did this, but he felt like he needed to do this. So I moved to January. I moved to Oregon January 1st for Valentine's day that year. So 2014, same year, this is like our eight, 10 month period of, we were dating kind of thing. He, for my, for my Valentine's day present, he told me he was coming up to Oregon to visit. So he spent a weekend up and I think it was like in March. Um, But that weekend he basically staked his claim. Told all my friends was that man. Now to picture my husband, he was a professional bodybuilder. Oh my God. So he, he's like five ten, built rock solid on you know your low car your your diets where it's like his arms are the most a size of most people's necks um his legs are giant like no one messes around with him <laughs> and so he comes up to Oregon and is that presence with me and my friends and all, all weekend long and then you know we I'd see each other we saw each other maybe four or five times that year we just get stayed in contact texted here and there phone called here and there so long distance thing, it works. Blind dates, they work. Um, that's our dating experience. October of 2013, so the same year, no, 2014, that same year, everything was happening. I get a phone call and he says, hey, um, can you go to your room? Like, just be by yourself in your room for a minute. And I'm sure, pretty sure that was like the longest walk down my tiny little apartment hall ever like 10 feet and it felt like 10 miles. So he says, I'm going to move to Portland. You're going to do what? Okay. Okay. So February of 2014, he moves to Portland. Okay. Now, mind you, the L word is not allowed with him. Uh I learned very early on that you could not tell him that you loved him. Unless you understood everything about him. Okay. And that included all of the history. So Mm -hmm. as we were dating, I would ask him, he'd tell me some things. I'd be like, okay, now how much do I know? 25%, 40%, 60%. And we just kept getting higher and higher. Um, So Christmas morning, we had talked about getting married for, I don't know. Maybe one time in the last 48 hours leading up to Christmas morning. Christmas morning, he proposes in the front of my entire family. Wait, you hadn't even told each other that you loved Wait, each other? I didn't tell each other we loved each other. Nope. nope. <laughs> I told you. It's a good one. And you had no idea that this was going to be happening? I had no idea. Not a clue. Because you uh, haven't even we'd, we'd never gone ring shopping before. We... Um, we had talked about getting married like 24 hours beforehand. And I literally said, if we're getting married, we're getting married. Like, we're not going to delay this thing for a year. Um, I got, right, I got schooling. 
24. <laughs> I was 24, right? You were a grandma. I'm old. He was, so I was 25 when he got, when we got married and he was, he was 29. 29. Okay. So, Wait, I just, hold on. okay. So when he, when he got down on his knee and he asked you to marry him, did you guys tell each other you loved each other then? Uh, later that night, yes. <laughs> oh my god! But I, I had just figured out that. You feel like you know, you're like, thank you for the ring. Yes. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> and the the funny thing to make this even better, I'm I'm not lying when I tell you he dated multiple girls at the same time. He would call me in Oregon and he would tell me about these dates that he'd been on. This girl said this, and then what do you think? And you know. I went on a date with this girl and he literally would call and tell me that. And I'm in my doctorate degree. We have 30 credits a quarter. I'm barely keeping my head above water, hardly sleeping, barely passing tests. Uh, so it was really good for me to not worry about his, what he was doing and his junk. I just kept going on my thing, kept doing my thing. And um, <clears throat> I think that's, if I were to give advice, especially for us women who are go-getters, I was talking to a friend in Florida last a couple of weeks ago when I was in a, at an event and she's 29 and she is like, I just don't know what to do about the dating scene. And I said, girl, you got to do you. You're an entrepreneur. You were building a business. Like you just keep building your business and keep doing your thing. If there's a guy that wants to come along for the journey, let him come, but mm -hmm. don't put your life on hold trying to wait for somebody else to come in. Yeah. And also what you're saying, and I totally agree with is that, just stay in your own lane. When you're with the guy, just focus on you and him. It doesn't matter what you're doing. doesn't matter what he's doing. When you're not, to, when you are together, that's all that matters. And that's also a sign of a very secure and confident woman to just be there and not be insecure and not be worrying, not be asking. And, but also yeah, literally I'm telling you, he was calling and telling me about <laughs> other dates he was going on. And you're like, great. Anyhow, whatever. Yeah, I got a test tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> but also what we're talking about is find your joy. Like be in a place where you are so happy no matter what happens in your life. And you were so focused on your career and you were so passionate about it that he was the icing on the top. It wasn't like if it doesn't work out with him, you're going to die. It was like he was that beautiful icing on the top that just made your life even better. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah. And there's one other aspect too. So I, you know, he's bodybuilder. He's around these figure models, these cover girls all the freaking time. He's going to the gym and he's having girls hitting on him. Cause he's, you know, bodybuilder, bodybuilder and should be on Vegas on the strip kind of thing. And I'm, I mean, I'm small. I'm not your perfect figure person. And so it would, it would like get in my head. Like, why on earth would he want me when he's around all this other, these other women? But it was me. And, and he tells me this now too, is like, I could, I could walk all over those other girls. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to hold me up to anything. If I wanted to do something, I would do it. And he's like, you have boundaries, you set limitations, you have guidelines, you have standards. Yep. Those other girls didn't. So yeah. What you're exhibiting is what we're talking about is, and I always tell my clients, it's like, how do you show a man that you are a gem without telling him? It's showing him, not telling him. And you were just showing up as this special gem, this strong, empowered woman that you are, who's special, who's different, who has the 
the boundaries, who has a personality, not judging anybody else, but you were, you were special and he saw that. Yeah. And you knew that like you, it's like, you are also showing up knowing that you're different and not better, but maybe just better suited for him. Better suited. And I like the word different too. You're different than all the other girls. Like there's a, yeah, there's one of the videos. I'm, I'm a sucker for, for uh, romance videos. Me too. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. It's one of the, I'll butcher it, but she's a college student. He's the cowboy. Wait, what's a music video? Like a song? No, a music video? no, it's a, it's a video. It's a Hallmark. No, not a Hallmark. Maybe not a Hallmark. Oh, like a movie. A movie? Like a, a movie. Yeah. Okay, go on. Where he's a cowboy and and he meets her at the rink. I can't even tell you the correct terms. Okay. But then he, he goes home and his mom is like, he tells his mom, hey, I met this girl. And his mom says, oh, you meet girls all the time. Yeah, but this one's different. Like, you want to be that, but this one's different. Mm-hmm. Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had, I had the standards. And there was one phone call he... Colin told me that this girl told her that told him that she loved him. Meaning, meanwhile, I'm not kidding when I say he's dating and he's literally calling me and texting me throughout this entire time. We're states away, which ended up being a good thing for him to heal and overcome the ugly stuff in the in the past. But I'm like, oh, that's a bad move because she used the word the L word without right. truly knowing him. And he never came out and said that, but he would, you know, you pick up on those cues, you pick on the, up on the subtleties where it's like, yeah, so we were engaged before we ever said the L word. Amazing. So that's a funny story. Um, we got engaged Christmas morning. We were married March of 2015. Now the week before I got, I got married, we got married. I took 22 exams. So I had exams from. Monday morning to Sunday night. Oh my God. Finished Sunday night. Uh, meanwhile, my roommate and I, we were both getting married. Just so happened that that worked out time wise. So our future husbands cleaned out our apartments for us and got everything boxed and loaded and moved over to the new houses where we were going to be Aww. living with our husbands while we were taking all these tests. Sunday night, we finished the test. Monday morning, her and I were both from Utah. So we both flew back to Utah. Um, along Andrew flew back with me too because he at this point was living up in Oregon um, we've been living up in Oregon for about a month now and we got so I, I flew back on Monday we were married on Tuesday we flew back to Oregon on Saturday and started working in school again oh my god <sighs> so it's fast and are you in Oregon or Utah now I'm in Utah now okay you guys so we were cool. in Oregon for two and a half years and I, this is one thing, especially here in Utah, you, people get married at a really young age and then they are like always with their family or they never actually leave. One of my biggest pieces of advice is when you get married, leave, figure out life relying on each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and That's have that experience and get that rock solid foundation within your relationship before you go back and rely on mom again or rely on your your best friend, wherever that is like you two are each other's best friends. You need to learn how to rely on each other. So I think it, it was very helpful for us, especially having come back. We moved back. Uh, I had a two-month-old baby. So the day I graduated chiropractic school was the same week I became a mom. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Don't ever recommend it. Cause I threw up for like the first six months of pregnancy because of how stressful my daily routines were. I'm like missing school because I have to go get my IV at the clinic. Like, Oh my God. It's awful. So, but we had that strong foundation where we had to literally rely upon each other and each other only, especially him coming in. So he actually owned a house and he owned a business here in Utah, sold the business, sold the house to move up to Oregon to be with me. So once again, be that girl that's different. Hmm. Um, He had several of his friends say like, oh, he's really not going. He's really not going up to Oregon. And his roommate would be like, no, he really is. He's accepted a job. The girl that he wants is up there. So he's going. And since then, we've both, like, he no longer does the bodybuilding. We've both transformed into who we are now. And we keep transforming. But it was it was that leap of faith where me getting connected with some stranger talking a little bit and then actually saying, yes, okay, I'll actually come meet you after mm-hmm. second time. And then just staying in touch and letting him do his thing and me do my thing. And one of my biggest factors when I was dating and I didn't date a lot. I always joked with people that I dated volleyball because it does what I say. And I played volleyball a lot in college. So <clears throat> one of my biggest factors was um, financial debt mm-hmm. because I knew how much I came with. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I wasn't marrying someone who came with a lot of debt either. So mm-hmm. I have a doctorate degree. He has one semester of college. So it's very different that way. He's a tradesman. He owns his, he owns a roofing company now. I'm a doctor. I own a clinic. Like you can make anything work no matter your backgrounds, but I really wasn't interested in having someone else with a bunch of student debt. Like that could add up 500, $600, $700,000 of student debt. Not to mention the car and the mortgage and everything else that comes with it with just going through life. So that's something I think people don't think about, but should highly consider. I completely agree. I was just, I had a session earlier on today and my client asked me because he was talking about a financial issue with, with his wife. And he said, he said, do other couples have financial issues? And of course he knew that they did, but he, he just wanted you know, just to make sure that they were. And I said, it is literally the number one issue in relationships, hands down. And cause of divorce. Yes. Yeah. Cause it leads to so many issues. So I said, I always say to my clients and I, I just wrote a book. It's called manifesting how to manifest a man. So it's all about bringing this meant to be man in your life. Anyhow. And I always say that you need to have these hard conversations like financial conversations, like religious conversations, things like that before you get married. And it, it might, it, it is not just a little uncomfortable. It's a lot uncomfortable, but it will save you heartache and sadness and frustrations. And you'll know that you're on the same page. And if you're not on the same page, it's a big deal. So you need to really think, do I want to spend my life with this person? Are we really aligned? So I love that you had that like you were so young also. I mean, to know that the importance of financial alignment or you just even knew what you needed and what you didn't want. Mm-hmm. We're so clear. That is so amazing. I knew, I knew what I came with and I didn't want to add that on top of things. Yeah. Cause you knew it could be a huge problem. Yeah. And I had, you know, I'm, I'm in college. I'm surrounded by co- college people and, and I've got 
classmates hanging up, hooking up with each other. And I've got friends that are dating someone else in their program. I'm like, do you guys really see how much financial aid student loans you're going to walk out with? Is that that really something you want? Not to mention if you break up, it sucks to go to school the next day. And of course, there are lots of doctors and lawyers and like that. (coughs) Okay. I just, I was looking at the time. We need to, we need to wrap this up. Um, So uh, we have about six more minutes. I want you to be able to tell people how they can find, first of all, was there anything else, any other inspiration? Um, One key note for once you're post, you're married, you're together, even if you're not married and you're running a business. Okay. I, I, Andrew and I have fought and fought and fought over our businesses. The only thing we fight about. And it's always about my business. Okay. So he's been in the roofing for 20 years. He knows this gem. He knows how it works. Me, I start off doing one thing. I create something else. And then six months later, I create something else. And then and he's like, can you just do one thing? Mm. No. So what we've learned is that stay out of each other's way. Mm-hmm. Let him excel in his expertise. Stay in his zone of genius. And he allows me to stay in my zone of genius. Now, together, we've invested over a million dollars in our businesses. And there's a, there was a point where, you know, I'm on a sales call with this. And I'm like, I have to do this. And I'm not asking for permission. I'm just going to do it. So here's my credit card. Here's $60,000. How many wives would say to their husbands, oh, by the way, I spent $60,000 today. <laughs> and get away with it. But you knew that, that the ROI, you just knew you had oh, yeah. an intuitive feeling. Yeah. So funny. now, so we've learned over again, lots of fighting. And it's like, no, I know what I need for my business. Cause I'm in it. I don't tell you how to roof. I don't know jack crap about roofing. You can tell me all the words and all the names. I'm like, no, it's a roof period. That's all right. I need to know. So, so when, whatever you are doing in your relationship, make sure you have a passion and you can stay in your lane. He has a passion and he can stay in his lane and you don't intermix. Trust yourselves and trust each other. Yeah. And financially, so what we do financially is I have my business. He has his business. We both put money in the pot that pays our bills and things. And he does what he needs in his business with his business money. I do what I need with in my business with my business money. And ever since we figured that out, like six months ago, it's been a lot better. <laughs> Well, as long as you figured it out, that's, that's, that's yes. the that's And I'm only 32 at this point. So I feel like I'll be, if we, we figured that out pretty early on. We're doing good. Now you're a great grandma. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So where can people find you? Website, um, courses, everything. Go to my podcast, Beyond the Diagnosis with Dr. Kylie and grab my book off of Amazon. Why are my labs normal? Those are the two okay. best places. Perfect. Um, and as always, everybody can find me at the relationship expert.com. Um, so Dr. Kylie, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are, you have so much information. I would highly recommend you guys reaching out to this lady. It sounds like you really understand how to help people beyond what a lot of doctors can offer. And also it's cool that you have a book because if people aren't in Utah, yeah, the book and the book actually teaches you. Like literally, you can go get right. your blood work and it will walk you through in the most simplest way. It's like 110 pages. It's not fluff. It's like loaded with good stuff. Great. And you literally learn how to read your blood work in two hours. Wonderful. 
So I love cool. it. Okay. Well, congratulations on all of your success and your continued success, which I know there's a lot of in your future. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. And everybody, thank you for joining me today on Love Talk Live. Join me every week at 2 p.m. Pacific, Love Talk Live and LA Talk Radio. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. 